Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you live a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Welcome. This is uh, Victor Pitts, uh, guest host of Domain Masters this evening. Uh, joining us tonight, we have the one and only Danny Sullivan. Danny is the partner and chief content officer for Third Door Media, uh, who operates the uh, Search Marketing Expo Conference Series, uh, also known as SMX. And uh, Danny also, before this, uh, operated the uh, uh, SES conferences, and uh, before that, the Search Engine Watch, which uh, uh, many uh, people that are in this industry, you know, learned or uh, learned how the search engines operate, and uh, were able to uh, more accurately and more reliably provide uh, content to their their clients as a result of the information they learned, uh, you know, through Danny Sullivan and the various ways that he's reached out and affected the the marketplace. So uh, after we uh, come back from this commercial break, we'll be joined by Danny Sullivan. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit Referback.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that ValueClick Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with ValueClick Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more 
more details. Value Click Media. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it out there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Okay, greetings and welcome back to uh, Domain Masters. Again, this is uh, Victor Pitts, who's uh, guest hosting for Domain Masters for Vacationing uh, Monte Con or I should say traveling MonteCon today. Uh, I'm very pleased to uh, uh, be joined with our guest, Danny Sullivan, partner and chief content provider or content officer for Third Door Media. Uh, Danny, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Uh, well, well, Danny, this is the first time I've had the opportunity to uh, speak to uh, speak with you uh, directly. Um, I've uh, been somewhat of a follower of yours for quite some time, having been in the web development business back in the uh, mid and, and late 90s and, and looking at some of your uh, content online with Search Engine Watch. So uh, this, is, this is truly uh, uh, an honor for me to be uh, talking with you. But uh, for most of our listening audience, which is in the domain and uh, SEO, uh, SEM uh, type of business, they're very familiar with this, but just in the event that there are some people who are not, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself uh, for just a moment and tell us a little bit about uh, what got you in the business and, and where you're at now. Oh, gosh. Well, I was uh, doing web development, uh, I think it was about 13 years ago, uh, 95 or so, and we had this one client who didn't understand why he wasn't ranking well for a particular search term. So uh, it all kind of got started into looking into it more for him and trying to come up with some answers. And uh, I discovered kind of how the search engines work, some of the things that they liked in terms of favoring content, how they were crawling out the web, published all that information out online, and it just kind of took off from there. You know, both people who were trying to search the web better found the information useful, as well as, of course, the marketers who were trying to understand it. And there, there really wasn't a lot of information about search engines then. There really wasn't anything at all. So it was kind of fun to get in on it from the beginning. And so you had, in, in the early days, you had created uh, a website all about the search engines. And, and then over time, it, uh, you started doing uh, uh, shows, trade shows, and so forth, uh, bringing together sure. a growing community that was becoming specialists, if you will, in that, in that industry. 
Absolutely. So, I mean, of course, I was doing, um, I had done the site for about a year on my own. It was originally called a Webmaster's Guide to Search Engines. I renamed it Search Engine Watch about a year into it. Uh, had got acquired by Jupiter Media. Uh, around 1999, we started doing uh, conferences, Search Engine Strategies conferences, that really took off and kind of went alongside with the site to kind of teach people in per- person information about search marketing. Um, eventually, uh, Jupiter Media sold those sorts of things off to the company that currently owns an incisive media. And then uh, at the end of 2006, I decided to kind of go off on my own and, and felt like I'd have a little more freedom to keep doing the uh, websites and doing conferences the way that I kind of wanted to do them uh, in my own mind. So I had started up the Search Engine Land site, which uh, we're going to be about two years old at the uh, end of this year. And we started up our Search Marketing Expo conferences, the SMX conference series, and really just been doing the same sort of thing I'd always been doing from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Search Marketing Expo conferences and, and how it differs and how it's more true to uh, what it is it, that you think is important in a, in a show of that type. Well, I mean, when I was doing the SES series, people really enjoyed it. You know, I mean, unless they were constantly lying to me, but they kept coming back in record numbers. So I think we were doing a pretty good job. Um, they, the things that a lot of people were frustrated with is that they seemed to want a better experience. They loved the content, but, you know, they wanted a nice lunch. Um, they wanted to have Wi-Fi in the rooms. They wanted to have, I think, organized networking experiences. So when we did SMX, we just brought the same kind of content that we were already doing and felt was solid and made sure that we were spending some money on giving people uh you know, decent meals, food on plate, if you will, um, snacks during the breaks. Uh, you don't have to go hunt down a soda if you want it. There's some that are there. Uh, make sure that we have Wi-Fi that's out there so people can stay in access with whatever they want. Uh, and have organized uh, conference uh, things, so doing things like Search Bash that we just had at our SMXE show that was going on there. Plus, we'd have a reception uh, and try to work with doing things like charity parties or some of the search engines that they're throwing events like the Google Groove that they did at our SFX West show. And we also have an online networking system as well. So before you even get there, um, you can go through and see all the people who are going to come and decide who you want to meet, talk with them a little bit. Because it can be hard. You go to a large show, uh, if you're kind of new to it, and you want to connect with some people. It's a way of helping them along. So that's been uh, that's been the main thing. Uh, we have little things, too. Uh, sometimes people notice some little touches. You know, every show that we do, there's a little uh, pin that you get uh, that you can wear, you know, like a lapel pin or something like that. So we hope someday it'll be like, uh, we know it won't be like the people at Disney uh, World and Disneyland wearing the pins, but hey, you never know. Uh, we wanted to let people who've been to shows repeatedly be able to kind of, you know, get some recognition that they've been out there uh, and do stuff like that. Now, do you find that the people that attend these shows is it the same type of profile, you know, for for you know show after show, or you drawing in a uh, different type of specialists or different type of uh, of uh, you know event participant or, or clientele? Well, this has been our first full year of, um, if you will, general purpose and the boutique shows. When we did it in 2007, we ran uh, our SMX Advance show. Uh, for the first time, we ran our social media show, which is to help people understand how social media works with search, uh, ran our local and mobile show. But we hadn't run SMX West and SMX East, which were the big three-day shows that are designed to help people go to multiple tracks, whatever their skill levels are. And so to date, we still don't have, if you will, um, a lot of uh, repeat history. 
because since we've never done SMX East before until this past October, it's hard to say, oh, you know, we saw all the same people who came back and loved it, and they came back again for another SMX East. We definitely had some people who had gone to our West show that also came out to our East show. Um, I wouldn't say a whole lot of overlap because those are designed to be more regionally oriented. Um, we certainly had some people who had gone to our advanced show who came out. Um, we had a lot of people who went to our SMX Advanced show that when we re-ran it, um, you know, the content always changes, but, you know, you have the shows every year, an annual event. Uh, we had plenty of people who had gone to it the year before and came out for it, uh, and lots of new people. Um, the Advanced show is somewhat amazing because the first time we did it, we sold that out, um, I think it was the day before um, we had closed online. It was the Friday before the show was going to start, we sold out. And this time that show sold out three weeks prior to the event. So we, we not only had people who came out to that show who had been there before, but we had had people who had been to our West show that had been heard about this advanced show from other attendees who said they wanted to go to it. Right. If you were to look back over, over the uh, last 10 to uh, 15 years and, and what has, uh, you know, how the uh, search uh, industry has, has changed, how would, you, how would you describe that change to someone who uh, was, was you know, sitting on an island and just talking to them for the first time, kind of catching them up on things. What is, what is the last 15 years been like in, in terms of online and, and search? Well, I mean, it depends on your perspective. Um, the biggest change for you to go back, you know, 15 years to now is paid. You, know, you couldn't buy listings, and you do that uh, as a matter of routine now. That, that's just something that was not possible to do. Um, I think that there's much more awareness and focus these days on analytics making sure that the traffic you have coming in is performing better and focusing on how exactly they're getting to you than the guesswork in the days of uh, people running ranking reports and guessing at what terms they thought would bring traffic but not really knowing if those terms would bring in traffic. I think there's more recognition of the importance of content. Um, I've always kind of preached content that that's kind of king and that's what will keep you going with it. Uh, but, you know, you go through different waves and people kind of forget or become new to the space and don't realize that content is so important. So that's a, a big change. And I think that there's been a real revolution in people doing uh, search marketing internally in-house. You know, that um, there are a number of people who that's what they do for their company is the uh, search marketing campaigns. And, in fact, some of those people aren't just doing search marketing now, but they've moved up. Uh, into higher levels where they may be in charge of marketing overall, and they come to it from a search background rather than some other kind of marketing background. What do you see as the area of greatest need or opportunity for um, for the search industry, for, so, for someone to say, uh, you know, of a Google or a competitor of Google to make things better? What's needed? Um, well, sizable traffic, I suppose. I mean, for anybody who wants to compete with Google, uh, they just don't have the traffic that makes them that attractive. So, you know, you've got Microsoft that uh, has a lot of resources, uh, has a lot of ambitions in the space, uh, but the best feature that they could offer anybody would be, to, you know, more traffic. And they sometimes joke when they ask people what features they want. They say, and we know you want more traffic. We're, we're, we're working on that. Uh, so that would be, uh, you know, a, a good thing to come along. I just don't, there's no easy solution to that. What are some of the overall trends that you're seeing in the search industry? I mean, uh, is, is what, what is the biggest thing? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, there's a lot of, of new there's a lot of new sources of data online now besides websites, but with the social networks, 
that are there too. So, what opportunities or trends you might you see in terms of search as respect to uh, social networks, forums, blogs, these types of things compared to the traditional web search? Um, in terms of being able to search and find information, mm-hmm. or for search marketer resources. Uh, well, well, for either one. Well, sure. I mean, there's. There's certainly a lot more specialized tools that are out there. I mean, you can use things like, for example, like uh, Twitter search or Google blog search, and you're able to search um, better in terms of buzz, if you will. So if you're trying to understand what's going on with marketing, you can do that. You've got tools like Google Trends that will show you top uh, top uh, searches that are happening you know, in, in real time that are rising and that are becoming popular, which... A few years ago, you would have thought it was unheard of to get from Google. You can use Google's Webmaster Tools and Webmaster Central to discover the way people are linking to you and what are the most popular uh, terms sending traffic to your own site, which is pretty amazing. Um, the ability, again, at Google Trends to compare the traffic levels of two different sites and see how well they're doing. Um, some people feel that you know uh, the data is pretty good compared to especially something like Alexa that you know has been laughable in the past. Because um, it's just lots of tools out there like that. It's kind of hard to, to enumerate them all. Mm-hmm. Um, being this, uh, this show, Domain Masters, is uh, largely about domains and, and things that touch domains. Let's chat just a few minutes about how domains uh, can be in, used in search. Um, what, what is your, your perspective on that? Well, I, I think you've got uh, you know, a couple different perspectives when it comes to domains. First of all, there's the uh, site architectural issues, right? which may not be what's in the mind of most, say, domainers when they're thinking about search and domains. But if you're building a website, you have a lot of decisions you make. Do you uh, branch out a particular website into its own subdomain, or do you put it into its own standalone domain? And when you start splitting a website up, are you going to divide the potential link traffic that's coming to you? If you have registered multiple domains that you're hoping may uh, pull in some direct navigation traffic for your site, are you going to be, um, you know, 301 redirecting them over, and if so, then you're going to ensure that you're getting a lot more of the um, potential link traffic that could be out there going into one place, to where some people may not think about that, and they just resolve all the domains to the same website, but they don't change the URL or the domain structure, and then, you know, the site may be bookmarked in many different ways, and that can cause you issues down the line. Um, In terms of, say, a more search marketing perspective, I mean, the domain that matches your your search term is helpful. Um, it it has never been, you know, if you will, the the single most factor that will take you over the edge. But it helps you in a lot of different ways. You know, there's a little bit of weighting that most of the search engines say may be in there in terms of the ranking. Um, there's more of an aspect that if you, you know, are fortunate enough to own shoes.com, a lot of people are going to link to you and say shoes.com, and that, that hyperlink itself is going to contain the word shoes, and that's what, what really rules on the web is if you get a, a, an important link that is also using the key term you're trying to be found for. Right. So I think that, um, you know, having those kinds of uh, uh, generics or those keyword-rich domains is great, although I think there's also the danger that, People, you know, get into overkill, and they think that as long as they have um, best hyphen used hyphen cars hyphen in hyphen New York dot com, that woohoo, I've won because I've got all the keywords there. And I, you know, I think that even some 
you know, unsavvy consumers kind of look at all the hype and somehow get a feeling that that maybe isn't like the best domain that's out there. You know, especially when you get used to lots of uh, reputable websites, lots of brand websites having short domains. Having, you know, not a, not a lot of hyphens in them, and then things like that kind of stand out and look unusual. Do you think the hyphens do in any way provide or add value to a domain name uh, from an from a SEO perspective? Um, there was quite a bit of debate about that when they first came out, especially when we had the longer domain names. Um, back then, I didn't think they helped that much. I still don't think they're that big a deal. Um, you know, the search engines seem to be more clever these days about understanding whether or not two words are together or not without the hyphen. Um, I think the difficulty, too, is that if you were to register a hyphen, it, you still have to have the single short domain anyway. It, you, you don't want to have used-cars.com and then have somebody else with usedcars.com and people confused about which one to go to. And my preference for marketing would still be to put out the one where the words are all together. Um, so I, I think it may be useful to have them. Maybe you can redirect them. I've just never seen anybody put out any good studies or any good, good information that was really solid, that really made you think, nodding your head, wow, thank goodness they had you know, the hyphen, that, that's really what made the difference for them. Right. How credible uh, and valuable do you think that uh, direct navigation is to, to uh, a website owner or, or a uh, SEM or SEO person? Uh, I think there's potential there. I just don't think, again, it's one of those things that's been measured that well. I think that um, people who do direct navigation um, are looking to fulfill uh, a search need a lot of times. So, you know, a good example is the, the person who's looking for an IRS form who guesses that they must be at irsforms.com, right? You know, this the sort of thing that happens all the time. Fortunes are made on this stuff, right? Um, so if they end up over at irsforms.com, I haven't even looked to see if there is one, but I suspect there is. Um, if they end up over there, they want an IRS form. You know, pretty much that's what they were they were after. And if that site is able to deliver them, you know, through their ads or however they're doing it to actual IRS forms, then that should be a very good conversion person. And if you're a website that has IRS forms um, and you can partner up with the person who's getting that kind of direct navigation traffic, you should have a pretty good prospect. I think the difficulty from what I see, and, you know, I don't play in the domaining space and I don't watch it, you know, that closely, but when I do look at the stuff kind of tangentially, is that it still seems to be, I don't want to say Wild West, just sort of a frontier that's not been kind of tamed a bit, so that, you know, you can't go to Google and buy the direct navigation traffic directly. And, in fact, most of the people who get upset with, say, Google are upset because they feel like the direct navigation traffic is junk. <laughs> and so they want to say, I don't want to be able to get this at all, and I want to lock it out. And my feeling is it's not that you necessarily want to lock it out. It's that you want to be able to break that traffic out from other kind of traffic so you can measure it more clearly and make your own decision as to whether or not it's converting for you. And Google just kind of lumps it in. You know, they, 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 they treat it either as contextual traffic if you land on a page and there are the links that are already presented for you, or they treat it as search traffic if somebody's actually done a keyword search request. And I think it's a, a creature, that, if you will, that deserves its own play. And then I think if people could then better understand if they were getting the direct navigation traffic, then they might be more, you know, proponents of it. They found that it was working well for them, but I just don't think they can measure it. When they do measure it, 
what you tend to hear is the horror story thing, that all they can particularly find is that they suddenly start seeing that they're getting a lot of traffic from, I don't know, you know, some Russian-based IPs that all seem to be coming off of a, a particular site that they've managed to hunt down. And they see, you know, the negatives that pop up because the positives may be buried off another kind of data. Exactly. Um, domainers is a term I'm sure you're, you're familiar with. Uh, what do domainers not understand about uh, SEO? Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard because I haven't talked to as many domainers as I should. I need to make it out to a domaining conference at some point. So some of my impressions come from what I've read and some of the topics that I've seen. Um, you know, there's an impression that you have some domainers that are really I'm going to buy a bunch of domains, build up my portfolio, and sell them off to other people. And I guess that, you know, if the idea is to kind of to churn them and burn them or whatever, then there's not a whole lot of SEO play in that, right? They're not really trying to build them out as sites. I think that some domainers might actually find that they can get more for their properties if they spend some time giving them some real content. I mean, you you end up at some of these domain domaining websites, and they all look alike. They all have the, the standard URL structures that are there and the ads that are kind of put together in this kind of, uh, I can't describe it. It's sort of like the, this Motel 6 of websites, right? They all kind of look the same, feel the same, and they don't feel particularly that wonderful. And then um, I was trying to think of a site I'd been to recently, but um, I thought it was about beach cruisers or something like that because I was trying to find a new beach cruiser. I'm pretty sure it was a domaining site, and I I ended up on it for some reason, but it was actually, there was a little bit of love that was put into it, you know? There was a little bit of thought about which URLs were being shown, which ads were being placed. There was some additional information that was built out to it. And, you know, it was more of a resource than just here's an ad dumping ground. And I think that if you can build your site up into a little bit more of a resource, um, you know, it may be more valuable if you decide to sell it it potentially may be more valuable in terms of the traffic that it attracts and makes money for you. Right. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of option. I, I guess probably the biggest thing really is just to say, you know, do you want to be thinking about the content a bit more? Because SEO really, for me, comes down to working with your existing content to make it more search engine friendly. SEO to me doesn't mean just get a bunch of traffic from the search engines, however you get it. Right. And so if you don't have the traffic, you're not really SEOing anything. Right. You had mentioned uh, earlier, I think, in, in the interview about uh, uh, companies beginning to do a lot of their in-house uh, SEO work. And, and one of the things that the industry, uh, one of the ways that the industry changes, is this something that you see more in the larger corporations? Or do you actually see that with some of the smaller mid-sized organizations where they have a full-time person on staff doing uh, SEO, SEM work? Oh, you do see it all over. I mean, you just do see it in all companies of all kinds of sizes, certainly more when they're larger companies. Um, but I'm trying to think of somebody I talked to recently. You know, she was done the SEO work for this, you know, New York-based gun company, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't that big of a business, and that they had somebody who was, you know, focused on the SEO side of things. Um, so you can see it at all, all aspects. Obviously, the bigger the company, the more likely you can have one person who's devoted to it. Smaller companies, and you tend to see somebody who does the SEO, but they may be doing other kinds of online marketing, too. Right. Um, won't you tell our, our listening audience uh, why they should be attending uh, you know, conferences such as the SMX and uh, why that is a, a smart move for them to, uh, 
to uh, make if, if this is their, their chosen field or if they are in a job in which they're uh, there to uh, keep a, a company's uh, brand and, and, and sure. intellectual properties and prominently in people's minds. Well, I mean, you know, for us it's designed to just really keep you educated. The, the space almost feels like it reshapes itself every six months. You know, there's some new change that comes along. Google does a alteration both to either its paid or, or organic ranking algorithms. So it's really to help you keep up. Um, our general purpose shows, the ones we do SMX West and East, we run tracks for people who are brand new. We call them the boot, boot camp tracks, and that's designed to get you up to speed if you don't know much of anything and, and get you moving along. Uh, and then we just kind of have a smorgasbord of other sessions that are designed to help you understand things about branding or how display ads are working with search these days, get a sense of the uh, search landscape, who's the bigger player, how stuff of that stuff may be changing. Lots of Q&A. You know, all of our sessions as a hallmark tend to have lots of Q&A that goes along with the presentation so that people can try to get uh, further information uh, out of some of the speakers if they didn't get what they wanted, you know, off the pre- you know, the presentations themselves, although lots of people do. Um, some of our sessions are completely Q&A, like we just did one with the uh, search engineers from Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, and that was just, you know, an hour talking with them and, you know, getting feedback with them and stuff like that. Our advanced show that we run in Seattle in June, um, you know, is, is probably my personal favorite because that's a show where we say, you know, if you know search marketing, come, and if you don't really know it, you're kind of getting up to speed, you're still discovering stuff, then, then don't come. <laughs> not, that we, not that we don't love the beginners, but it's just like, it's, it's designed for people who are fluent in search marketing, and people are going to speak that as their native language, and, you know, we're not going to start off with some basic questions, we're going to get just right into it, and it, and it really makes a difference when you have a, a high-level crowd there, how the questions can really change and go, go higher. Um, you know, we have our two specialty shows where we focus on the social media and on local and mobile. Um, social media is this really interesting space where people are still figuring out a lot of how traffic is driving, what's the best way to, you know, tap into some of the search intent off of it. And, you know, local mobile is, again, another promising area where, you know, people, if you want to be in the top search results of Google and you've got a local business, it's one of the easiest things to do these days because, you can control your local listing. You can go through and make sure that, you know, the title of your listing is is matching the way people are searching. And you can kind of take over the, the, the top page in terms of how the local results get presented. And we also tend to think, you know, that mobile, it hasn't popped yet, but it continues to grow, especially as you've got the number of people out there using iPhones now. It just makes it so much easier to get out onto the web and actually do stuff on the move. If someone wanted to attend one of the upcoming or find out more about the schedules of search engine marketing conference sites, where would they go to? Where would you? Where would be the best location online to go find out more information? Uh, see what a terrible marketer is. I'm going to throw it in. <laughs> uh, it's at searchmarketingexpo.com. Uh, you can go to that, or you can SMX West or SMX East will take you to one of the .com. Will take you to those shows, and they can you can get to the main site from there. Um, you know, the website overall, searchengineland.com, um, has all the news and information that we put out each day, and it also gets you to our uh, other properties. We have two additional things too. I mean, the so Search Marketing Expo and Search Engine Land, our parent company, is Third Door Media. 
Um, and then we also have two other properties. There's Search Marketing Now, where we do these online webinars. Uh, we run one or twice per year, uh, per month, and they're free, and we have an expert who talks about a particular search marketing topic, and it's like going to a conference, but you get to do it all online, so that's nice for the people who can't afford or don't have time to make it out to a regular show. And then we have, uh, Spin, which is S-P-H-I-N-N.com. Um, we pronounce the P-H as an F, and, um, because let me tell you, <laughs> on a domaining perspective, trying to get SPIN, S-P-I-N, was very expensive, so we weren't going to do that. And trying to get SPIN, S-P-I-N-N.com, was uh, still pretty pricey, so we decided we'd go with our own unusual spelling to be all Web 2.0-ish. But that's kind of like our dig site for search and Internet marketers, and we even have a domaining section over there as well. So if you've got an article that you think is really cool and you want to share it with other people, you submit it over there. Everybody votes for it or spins it, as we call it, and the most popular stories make it out onto the page. There's a lot of discussion that's going on there, and I'd, I'd certainly love to see more people put stuff out there about domaining. That was one of the things people said after we launched, is they wanted to category just for domaining stories, so we, we put that up there, and occasionally you get some real gems. That's good to know. We'll make sure we point plenty of people in there to give you some uh, some input. Uh, I also understand that you have a radio show on uh, Webmaster Radio called Daily Searchcast every Thursday at 7 o'clock. <laughs> Yes, the daily search cast once a week. All right. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, but we do. We have been doing this show, I think, for about three years now. Um, I recently moved back to the uh, U.S., and it kind of messed up my time schedule in the day, so we thought we would try to keep it going weekly, but in a longer version. Uh, and, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so it's a summary of daily hour. search cast. What's that? <laughs> it's a summary of daily search cast once a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we... Um, yeah, we, we go through all the, the news that happens out uh, in search over the, the past uh, days and uh, just kind of recap it. And it's a little, uh, it's always off the cuff and uh, tragically, or perhaps you maybe you like it, there's even sometimes some singing, so I get a little bit crazy during the show. We have fun. And last but not least, I understand you also have a personal blog site. What's the, uh, what's the blog site about, and uh, how can someone go read that blog? Oh, right. Uh, so my website, my personal blog called Daggle, that's D-A-G-G-L-E, and uh, I ended up with it because at one point somebody had said there weren't very many short domains left, and I saw this on a list of them, and I thought, well, that looked interesting, and so I registered it. Um, I think it means to wet, be foul, or smirch, which is probably why nobody registered <laughs> it at the time. <laughs> But I like the way it sounded. I thought it was pretty memorable, so I, I fired it up. And I just blog about, you know, occasionally I talk about some search things, but it's, uh, you know, just stuff going on, whatever I want to rant about, what's in my life. I'm mad at the L.A. Times right now because they suck, so I just wrote a post about <laughs> how bad their thing is and, you know, or if I get a nice sunset out here in Newport, then I'll just throw that up there. And uh, so all sorts of different things go up. It's an eclectic Excellent. mix. <laughs> Well, Danny, we certainly appreciate you being on Domain Masters, the show, and, and so on behalf of our listening audience in, in Monte Carlo, appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to uh, meeting up with you at one of the upcoming uh, you know, SMX shows and, uh, and perhaps uh, do some uh, contributions to some uh, domain information on one of your sites. Cool. Thanks so much. appreciate being here. All right. Take care now. All right, folks, thanks for listening in to uh, Domain Masters. Again, we've had uh, Danny Sullivan, uh, Partner and Chief Content Officer for Third Door Media, and you know him from uh, uh, the SMX uh, concert, or, or concerts, SMX uh, conference series, and before that, uh, SES and Search Engine Watch Online, uh, someone who is uh, uh, 
been in the industry and, and helping to provide some uh, understanding of what goes on underneath the hood of the search engines for quite some time, and, and certainly appreciate having them on the show. So thank you very much for listening to, and to uh, Domain Masters. We'll be back uh, next week at our regular time slot on uh, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. Uh, so do stay tuned for Domain Masters next week where you learn to be the master of your domain. Have a good night, folks. money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.